phenomenal geek, anime mistress of the dorks, Dave with a unique perspective. You can join the show on the website at geekworldradio.com. Begin. Hey guys, you're listening to Geek World. We are your superhero super hosts, anime mistress of the dork, and the man who never stops talking. Dave! If you want to get in touch with us, you can do it on Instagram or YouTube. We are at Geek World Radio. Um, so be sure to do that. So today we've got a fun new thing that we're doing. We're going to be taking a look at uh, cult movies. Yes. And, um, you know, old cult movies and, and really just, just chatting about them. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we have a love for film. We have a love for all kinds of things. But I feel like we haven't spent a lot of time talking about some of the stuff we really love, which are cult movies you know these movies that you sort of like you know we had a really interesting conversation before we before we did this about like how you know what's so interesting about uh the idea of cult movies is it's almost it's its own like giant genre because it has so many different genres of film can be a cult movie yeah yeah it's it's the nature of the cult like status of it yeah that makes it cult it's not it's not like it doesn't have to be sci-fi or horror or comedy or it can be any of those things exactly i mean it's it's a good example is like the room for instance Mm -hmm. is like as culty as culty gets but it has nothing to do with uh spaceships or you know it's, it's it's as far away from like Birdemic or, or yeah. Plan Nine that you can be. Aside from uh, aside from cult, what what genre is the room? Uh, it is uh, a uh, should have been an Academy Award winning film, frankly. So uh, whatever that genre is, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it's a psychosexual thriller. Uh, the way that he was uh, the way that he was grinding on those on her dress at the end, it's definitely psychosexual. I mean, frankly, everything about. Uh, uh, Tommy Wiseau is psychosexual. Uh, and honestly, uh, I feel like they should remake that movie with just people wearing Tommy Wiseau masks. Oh my and like God. everyone will just look like Tommy Wiseau. Oh. So, like that old music video, Window Liquor from way back in the day. Oh, anyway, oh. I'm thinking uh, that's what this is going to be about. But anyway, we are wasting time. We need to get to uh, the movie that maybe, in a way, actually influenced this idea to do this. Uh, and, that, and this is a movie that I have been. Wanting to see for years and literally never saw it until a week ago. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I'd ever seen it, and I don't know how. Uh, it is, of course, the super iconic, super culty 1985 sci-fi masterpiece, <laughs> Life Force. Life Force. Uh, Toby Hooper's Life Force. Uh, of course, he uh, made it for Canon Films. It was mm-hmm. his first film uh, in a three-film deal he made with Canon. Of course, Canon is like just one of the great... Uh, companies of the 80s they made so many like insane like weird um you know action sci-fi movies like you knew a movie was good if you saw the canon logo on top of it so so how did toby hooper get a three-picture deal like was well toby hooper you gotta think about it toby hooper not only made texas chainsaw massacre in 74 but he Mm -hmm. also made poltergeist in 82 oh yeah and so by the time you know so this movie was made for 85 so he had a lot of juice after poltergeist so okay so so this is all starting to make a little sense because so one thing when it comes to to life force one of the the really one of the things that you can really see is that a decent amount of money was pumped into this movie. The, oh my god! The the effects and stuff are 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 effects that should have been in a 
Yeah, okay. So we're going ahead of ourselves. We're gonna ahead of ourselves. So um, Life Force is based on a book called The Space Vampires, which, how they not keep that title? That's amazing. I mean, tells um, exactly what it is. But it really does. Uh, and, uh, and essentially, uh, just a, a real quick, like, idea of the plot, and then we'll sort of get into what you were talking about. Oh, please, um, please tell me the plot. Uh, yeah, the plot of this movie is essentially uh, a, a group, a, a bunch of astronauts. Um, it's, a, it's a dual mission between the U.S. and England. Uh, they are all going to study uh, Halley's Comet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out in outer space. And they're out there, and, uh, you know, while they're out there, they see this kind of giant monolithic um, thing in space. They don't know what it is. And they go in, and all of a sudden, uh, they find all these, like, weird, like, dead bat creatures. And they're like, oh, my God, we're, we found aliens. And then they go a little further in, and they find these um, three, like, clear coffins that have these three like you know absolutely gorgeous people Mm -hmm. one one uh woman two males they're naked they're like perfect looking right they're like roman statues um and then they they take them they bring them back and then uh from then on like it becomes this sort of weird um you know dracula metaphor Mm -hmm. where like they bring these creatures back to earth and they start feeding on people but not like in a sexy like bite you and drink your blood like in a weird like sort of like highlander esque <laughs> like there's light everywhere and they like like and they like swallow your soul sort of and, they, they, and you become all like withered and stuff it doesn't look like they're just you know like you said it's not sexy suck your blood it is it is sort of gross creepy suck your life yeah like the 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 you become this withered, like desiccated thing. It's yeah, awesome. It is. it is. It is actually like, especially for the time. Again, the effects are pretty cool. They're really cool, and that's what's crazy about the movie. And now, and now we're getting into kind of what you were talking about. Is like, what's really amazing about this movie is it's a movie that only could have been made, uh, only could have been made in the mid '80s. Yeah. Only could have been made uh, with Canon film money. <laughs> And, and, you know, probably also, uh, you know, to- uh, Toby Hooper, too, because, like, none of it makes sense when yeah. it comes to, like, how much uh, how much money they're spending, yeah. as you were saying. Because, like, first and foremost, one of the main reasons why this movie is so famous is because um, there is a French actress, an actress named Matilda May who's in it. Uh, this is one of her first roles. And she is pretty much naked through the entirety of her screen time in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so already it became sort of iconic, especially in the 80s. You know, you got to remember the 80s, like, um, I think a big part of the reason why horror movies got so big is that nudity was always a component in them. Hey, you know what? She does not need to, to hold to the confines of your human clothing concept. Exactly. No, it is truly like, uh, it is truly like a brilliant move on their part <laughs> to have constructed the narrative so that like anyone who, anyone who has a problem with her being naked, you just don't get it, man. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's brilliant. Cause you're right. Like, like the whole idea is like, she's sort of this, um, creature that is uh that is a vampire that is like dracula character and so she's seducing people mm-hmm. and so the best way to do this is by like having this idealized you know uh a uh, uh, female form mm-hmm. and so like that's what's really funny about it is like she's so naked it's <laughs> like it's almost crazy to see in in a movie that isn't a you know isn't pornographic because even like there's nudity in movies i remember from from the 80s as a kid but this was like Far beyond that. Well, it's weird because again, there are certain things about this movie that that are that are bizarre when you really think about them. Because her nudity 
doesn't feel gratuitous necessarily. It almost feels artistic. Right. If the movie weren't about space vampires sucking people's legs. Well, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like, weirdly enough, the movie um, Under the Skin is yeah. kind of like Life yeah. Force. But if Scar if ScarJo was literally naked through the entire thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of that idea because, yeah, she's this alien creature going around. But but the fact that she is, she's so naked, um, you know, it, it, it juxtaposed with the fact that, like, Pretty much everything explodes in this movie. Oh my god! I I don't remember the last time I saw a movie with this many explosions, especially pre Michael Bay. Yeah, well, and and the other funny thing is, it's like these are actual explosions. Yeah. these are like real, like real special effects explosions. It's not like now where like half of them might be digital. Yeah, no, but we're talking like explosions in space. We're talking about like windows in a lab exploding. We're talking about like buildings exploding, yeah. like like street, like cars, like everything is exploding. I, I remember like halfway through the movie, you're like. Is there a scene where something doesn't explode? Yeah, yeah. It, the only time is it, it becomes this really weird, like, uh, <laughs> the scene where, like, uh, all of a sudden in the middle they slow down because she's escaped and she's now, like, in the body of another woman and it kind of, like, looks like uh, something shot for, like, Red Shoe Diaries <laughs> or so, or some kind of, like, softcore erotic, you know, um, movie. That's really the only time. Every other time is, like, really insane. Now, um... Uh, I even really got into the cast. So, uh, of course, uh, Matilda May is is a pretty famous part of this because, you know, she's, you know, the naked lady through all this. But also uh, the actor... Did she not speak English? She didn't. So, so they actually had to, like, phonetically, like, teach her her lines. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I mean, she does a fairly good job, a pretty good job for not actually speaking the language at all. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I... You, you just have to really give her props for just, like, being really cool with the yeah. amount of nudity. Well, and, and the thing is, it's like, they, they decided the nudity was such a core thing to the character that they needed someone that was going to do that. And the only person that they could find was was a non-English speaking Yeah, actress. well, apparently, because this movie, you know, was a big budget movie, they, 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 like, tested, like, a thousand girls for this. And almost everybody was, like, not okay with the amount of nudity. Yeah. Um, now, but the funny thing is, so... Um, the the cast at this point is a lot of people you wouldn't know, you wouldn't really know anymore. Like Steve Rails uh, Railsback at the time, like he had become popular for actually playing Charles Manson uh-huh. in like a in like a TV miniseries, Helter Skelter. Uh, weirdly enough, I met him once. Yeah. Uh, I I used to work as a courier for a tabloid news show, and I like went to his house once, and it was like really odd. And and see, listen, if I'd seen Life Force, I would have sat the man down and been like, tell me everything, <laughs> but I missed out. Um, but also, probably the most famous guy in this uh, only plays a small part. Who is it? Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart looking almost identical yeah. to when he looks in, in Next Generation. Well, because was he's only... a real vampire. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it was only like two years before Next Gen or three years. Um, it he, He's in this movie. He plays uh, the guy who runs uh, an asylum. Uh, and uh, I will say, you know, not only is he an amazing actor uh, and we get to see him before Star Trek Next Generation, but Life Force is his first on-screen kiss. It is. Um, it certainly is. It's something. It's something to see. But yeah, I mean, what's really cool about this movie, though, is, um, as as we talked about before, it lives in this world where, like, I don't even know... I, I, I cannot just say... First of all, I can't say it's good. That That is not something I could say. No. But I also can't say it's, like... Terrible. Well, it's one of the really funny things that, that you also noticed while you were watching it was, you know, th- there are certain things that this movie does that, like, are the kinds of things. So in, in other movies, like, 
you know, people aren't communicating things with one another. Yeah. And, and you get really annoyed and you're like, why wouldn't you just tell these people that? In Life Force, there's so many instances where the people actually do communicate what's going on. They let the other people know and the other people are able to sort of deal with it because of that. And so there's these weird parts of the movie where you're like, oh, you got that aspect right. Oh, you did this right. Oh, you did that right. But like somehow with the things that are done right, so much of it is still just so wrong <laughs> yeah well it's weird because it's it's you're right i mean a lot of the characters actually communicate with one another which is wild like because because you're right that is a big part of these movies is like is like everyone just makes dumb decisions and they could have survived mm -hmm. uh and so it's really interesting to see to see something more realistic like that but you know i i think the thing about this movie that is like really amazing is like you just you don't know what's going to happen because it's all so mental. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. Like, like honestly, while you're watching the movie, you're like, what would, like, the craziest thing that could happen right now happen? And it probably will. Yeah. Like, because it's like, there's, it really is a situation where it feels like there's no rules. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, to see a movie that clearly has the amount of budget it has and that, like, and is, is an actual major, you know, movie at the time you know, play by no rules like that is it's really comforting, mm. weirdly enough, because you kind of feel like, you know, no idea is a bad idea. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like it, it's 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 wild. Yeah. I, I really love it. Like I, I came out of this movie going like one, how'd I never see it? Two, it's not good at all. Three, it's totally awesome. <laughs> and four, you know, this is why I love movies. You know, going back to what you had said before, so when they when they suck the life out of people, they become these, like, crazy, you know, desiccated mummy-type creatures. But then, um, after, like, two hours, uh, they come alive. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you have this really great, um, you know, like, animatronic-looking and makeup, you know, um, thing here with these, like, mummy-type people. And... They look really cool. They I mean, are really cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're fake. You can tell they're fake, but I think like they did a thing, and it's neat. It's sort of like when you watch the movie The Thing, yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, this is like really like cool." Like obviously it's fake, but but there's something really neat about like the how they accomplish things pre CGI. Yeah, um, because there is just something really like you, you can tell well, all the work that went into it. Yeah, the, the sort of tactility of this stuff. It's like, I mean, how would how would a, a desiccated corpse move? Yeah, you know, yeah. like I don't know. It, it, it there is something tactile and real feeling about it, and and like and the reactions of people like they feel sometimes more real because it's like you are interacting with a with a creepy ass thing, even if like even if you know it's animatronic, even if you know it's a guy in a suit or whatever. It's like people are still interacting with something creepy and weird. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think I think it's almost it's so much more effective at least in this movie than I think what they would have done with CGI because it there's a different kind of uncanny valley where like it's um I don't know there's so much CGI that like when you see something like that um it's you know it's a computer generated thing so somehow it's less scary. Mm. But when you see something that is done like with animatronics or makeup um, you're aware it's fake, but because they did a thing, somehow um, it's unnerving more. It's yeah. just like seeing, you know, it's seeing a person that, you know, just 
doesn't look right in, in outside and you're yeah. just like, I want to stay away from that person, you know, as opposed to somebody who's like just dressed a little different. You're like, oh, they're just like, you know, they're just having fun with their wardrobe. That's sort of CGI. Yeah. But like when you see like a legitimate, creepy, wrong person, you know, that's kind of the same. And, you know, listen, I, I love CGI. So I'm not, this is, I'm not here to like bash and say like all the stuff they did in the past is way better because obviously most of my favorite movies were only accomplished because of CGI. But that being said, like there's something really uh, wholesome about how they were able to create these effects in this movie um, that also just adds to kind of how awesome it is. And once again, you can see the amount of money spent. Yeah. Like, I think that's the other thing too. I think when you start to have seen a lot of CGI, it feels like, you know, maybe it didn't cost as much, weirdly enough. <laughs> like there was a time where I feel, I feel like CGI was like a hallmark for like a lot of money. But then I think after all those Transformers movies where, like, every frame had CGI in it, you're sort of like, is it that expensive? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, after all, you're like, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Um, but, um, but I mean, what, what did you... I, you what, know, what were the things that you felt like while watching this movie? Again, like, I, for me, just the, the creepiness of those of those moving sort of desiccated corpses, like, that, that stuck with me. Because I saw this... I first saw this movie years ago. And, like, yeah. and that's just one of those those things that that always stuck with me after seeing it like remembering the the creepy creepy movement of it it was just like it's just so cool and and the the effects where it's like once again effects that seemed too good for a movie this not good but also great yeah yeah totally <laughs> yeah, yeah and 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 that's just it it's like it's so it's so not good and great like yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think, you know, you brought up something really, really interesting when, when you and I were talking about this on our own, about how, like, you know, it's sort of a um, a, a Dracula, like, but, but with the, you know, flipped gender roles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's really something I took away from it that I that I thought was really clever is is just how it is a really cool recreation of, of the Dracula myth. Mm -hmm. Of the fact that, yeah, that, that like Dracula is now this female character, but also the way that they were able to turn into a sci-fi thing. The fact that, you know, the two lead male characters, the Kane character, who's like a government guy, and the, um, and the astronaut guy, are obviously, you know, sort of um, filled in for like the... Uh, you know, Jonathan Harker character and the Van Helsing character. Um, you know, even so much so that the government guy, they give him like a, a ye olde like stick sword mm -hmm. essentially to take on the, the vampires. Uh, and even, you know, they have like a, a um, they have this kind of like, you know, there's always like the wizard, right, in these movies that's like, um, you know, nowadays it generally is like the hacker. Yeah. It's the person, you know, but the person basically like fills in all the blanks for people, the smarty pants, you know, that's the wizard character. And this was like a guy who was like doing an autopsy, but also realized that these were like the vampires of myth and like decided and, and went to a museum to get like a vampire killing sword or something yeah. somehow. And you're just like, okay, why not? Because by the point that happens, you're like, nothing is off the table. Yeah. You know, like this is all, this all makes sense, yeah. right? Uh, but it's, it's definitely cool to have a female Dracula and a, and a male Mina Harker. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I really like, you know, it's funny because that was the other thing too with the female Dracula with, you know, I, so I'm at the age now where, like, while I was watching the movie, um, I feel like if I watched this movie when I was 18 and 20, I would be like, 
I would wa- I would see the naked girl the whole time and be like, this is the greatest movie I've ever made. But now I'm at that age where I, I kind of felt bad thinking about this like 18-year-old girl, essentially, who was like naked through this whole movie, right? But then for a while I was watching and I was like, you know what though? Like, it does make sense. Like, as much as yeah. like I know that if this movie came out today, like people would kill it on Twitter for being sexist and, and you know, the, the male point of view and, you know, all that stuff. Um, it just makes sense when you think of it as like a as a creature that is preying upon uh, uh, people, especially Mostly male men, people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's funny because I watched this movie and I was like, "Oh my god, this is where they came up with the idea for species." Yeah, I mean, which is one of the ki- movies I loved as a kid. See, I'm, I'm the kind of <laughs> as a teenager. I shouldn't say as a kid. Yeah, I, I'm the kind of person that you know I don't I don't see uh, nudity as as um, as as by its nature sexist or even sexual yeah. you know like i i think that that nudity in in certain capacities can be incredibly empowering and i think yeah. i think the idea of of the nudity of the character in this is is it's a power move yes you know and that being said you know there there is still so much male gaze about the way that it's shot about oh, the 100%, way, like, it's, yeah. it would have been a lot different had the same movie been shot by a woman and and like even For sure. with the fully like fully nude main character you know like for for so much of the movie yes you know and that that's sort of the difference it is it is the way that it's shot it's like you know versus there, there is a perviness to the way it's shot like yeah. you know you know that you know in um transformers <laughs> three yeah where um michael bay like follows the uh um uh the model like up the stairs on her butt essentially yeah. That shot exists in this movie, except that girl is nude. Yeah. And what's crazy is apparently, I'm pretty sure that shot, they had to, um, I don't know, op- not digitally, because they didn't have digital effects really back then, but they optically added shadows because they would have gotten an X rating yeah. if that shot was the way it was lit. And that was the thing. I, I read an interview um, or a bite from the editor who said when he first saw the footage, he couldn't believe it because he was like, this is so much more pornographic than anything you would see in a movie nowadays. Yeah. And they had to spend actually a lot of time like editing around the like how um uh just how like I don't want to say obscene, but how much nudity there was. Like and, and as much nudity as is shown, they had to really cut back on yeah. how much there actually was shot. And you know, and so I think that that, you know, to there there's a sensibility like, come on guys. But also an understanding that like it was 1985 and like it was a very different time mm-hmm. you know when it comes to like just what people you know uh were thought was acceptable and were okay with what was acceptable but um but that being said like oh man it's i mean this this wasn't like a wait oh wait was this this wasn't like a pg-13 no this movie is so yeah, so, yeah it's incredibly so, hard I, also, I mean, also, there you go. You know, you got to think about the fact that, like, you shouldn't be bringing your kids to this movie. No, and also, you got to be thinking about the fact that, you know, as you were saying, you know, the the nudity in this, if you were going to get into it, is is more empowering. You know, it's not like, you know, Last House on the Left or yeah. some like really messed up movie where, like, you know, oh, I mean, the woman is the one victimizing everybody. Yeah, in it. So, you know, there is yeah. that. I like, you know, I haven't read the book, but but I have to imagine that. That like the descriptions of it, they're not like graphic, like graphic or pornographic. As you know, it's it's it probably you know discusses the the nudity of it, but like but not you know not in a, a 
pervy way. Yeah, and but... and when that's translated to screen, again, it depends on how it's done. Yeah, and, and but I will also say, you know, um, everything about the vampire myth is sexual. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's what the Twilight movies did so well because it was like the puritanical version of that. Yeah, but like every, that's just like that is always going to be part of the myth. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, even like your um, you're, you're sort of relating it to to under the skin earlier. Yeah, you know, like. There are all of those scenes of of Scarlett Johansson, like you know, in that in that room, mm-hmm. walking, you know, walking naked, yeah. and and it's it is there. There's very much the same kind of thing to that, but that was done in a much more sort of artistic, like yeah. you know, it, it wasn't it, it it wasn't as much about the the male gaze of it. It was oh it yeah, was, yeah, not at all. You know, it was done in a way that that felt more like more creepy and more predatory. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, like predatory on the part of of her. Like, you know, yes. she is the predator. She's the predator. Yeah. 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 So the, a few of the other things I wanted to mention is like, there is so much in here for everybody. So there's space stuff. Yeah. Right. There's like, um, like all these military guys, like, you know, shooting at monsters. There explosions. is explosions everywhere. There's the vampire horror stuff. There's also like a zombie outbreak in the end of the movie. Yeah. And so, you know, it looks very much like Raccoon City in uh, Resident Evil 2, the video game. Yeah. And there's like everything's on fire. It feels very <laughs> like, um, yeah, just very Resident Evil. Uh, and, uh, and it's just like, it's just wild. Like, I can't get over the movie. Like, every time I, every time I like think about it, I'm just like, I'm so happy. Yeah, there, there's there's so much about this movie that makes it worth watching, but yeah. you're not watching it for a quality film. Yeah, you're, you're watching it for you're almost watching it to analyze it. You know, like yeah. you're watching it for for the enjoyment of the explosions. You're watching it for the weirdness of the movie. You're you're watching it because it is a spectacle, and and it's something that like is in a lot of ways unforgettable. You know? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, but you're you're not watching it because it's like it's it's the the greatest film of that year. No, no, and and it, and it perfectly is a cult movie yeah. in every way. I mean, um, j- just mostly because of the like the WTF of it. I yeah. mean, that's the thing, and and you're just constantly astounded by how much money you can see like on screen. <laughs> yeah, uh, and of course the movie was a box office failure. Uh, um, and, uh, and, but, but it has become infamous for the years over and, you know, and I just kind of surprised I didn't see it until now. So if you guys, uh, love all the things we've been talking about, uh, we really just scratched the surface on this movie. I highly recommend, highly recommend Life Force. It is so much fun. Yeah. You know, I think like, I think if you're... Uh, uh, just a fan of film, a fan of cult films. If you just want to watch some, if you like movies like Birdemic that are just like really stupid, uh, if you're, you know, it's it's just a good time. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like it's even like a fun like couples movie to watch because it's just weird. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You tell me. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what constitutes a couples movie. Yeah. No, I don't either. It's, <laughs> it kind of turns into like a romantic thing by the end, right? I don't know. I don't actually know what's going on in the movie. It's, I mean, it's, as much as a Dracula movie is. It's really hard to put your to put your finger on what's going on yeah. at any point. <laughs> you know, it is it is a it is a mystery with no mystery, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the movie itself is a mystery. But there is no. But the movie itself is not a mystery. Right. Does that make any sense? No. Like, no. like What's nothing. This? Nothing happens in it that is mysterious right. for you to. It's not a whodunit. Especially when you think about the real title, Space yeah. Vampires. Yeah, it's not a whodunit. But the fa- the movie itself, like 
when you watch it and you wonder how it was made and you and you are left with it, it's a mysterious movie because it is it, the value of it is far more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, far more. Like what it does to your head, because it's also like a perfect time capsule of like what was possible in the mid eighties <laughs> yeah. when like cocaine fueled this industry yeah. and they were just like, let's just do it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's remarkable. It's like, it's truly, it's like, it's like, it's like when you go and you see the pyramids and you're like, look what humans can do when they really put their mind to it. <laughs> Life force. Indeed. Oh man. Anything else you want to say about it? No, no, I think, I think that pretty much covers it. I think that pretty much covers it. Okay guys, cool. Well, uh, we are going to keep on doing these. Uh, we don't know what movie we're going to do next, but there's a lot of these and we love them. So, uh, let us know, you know, hit us up on, uh, Instagram or, uh, Twitter and, uh, or go to our website. We have a comment section there or YouTube channel. We check those comments there. Just hit us up wherever you want. Let us know. Geek World Radio. Geek World Radio. Let us know what you want us to talk about because, uh, we are, uh, we're all in. Yeah. Let's do this. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye.